Good evening, Don't Unfriend Me Nation. This is Matthew from the Don't Unfriend Me podcast and also Breaking Truth, which is a segmented show that lasts, oh, just, I don't know, 5, 10, 15 minutes. This morning did not start out to be a good morning. Some of you know, most of you know, I was deplatformed from YouTube today. Now, YouTube was not a channel that I've grown immensely. And really, Facebook is the only channel that uh, I've really blown up on. And that's fine. And, you know, it'll get there hopefully someday, but not if it's deplatformed. Why? Well, I had conversations with people that they didn't like. They didn't like me talking about the election, even though I never said anything in regards to its legitimacy. They didn't like me talking about COVID, even though I never challenged the narrative. I've never disrespected or dishonored anybody or person of color. Sexuality, religion, creed, nothing. I have difficult conversations with people. And that's what Don't Friend Me is all, is all about. And sometimes they go well, sometimes they don't. But most of them, if not all of them, end on a certain level of respect. The day wasn't going well. And I kind of embraced the fact that YouTube was no longer going to be allowing my channel. And it was time to create a new one. And that's fine because it kind of felt like starting fresh, starting over. And a lot of the things that they challenged me on, I learned and figured out what to say and what not to say, which is crazy in a country that's full of freedom of speech or supposed to be. And I understand the ramifications that the First Amendment is really for what the government should never do, not necessarily that average citizens or corporations should follow freedom of speech. But I think there's something in this country that we all believe in its merit and weight. And there are companies and citizens who are ignoring or hiding behind a clause or nuance and then saying free speech isn't necessarily free. It's extremely dangerous. Why do I bring this up? And why the heck is this intro so long? Well, for the main reason is because I saw a cartoon today. Cartoons usually make me laugh. And this was an old Peanuts cartoon. And it brought up serious levels of anger and frustration in me. And they usually don't. Usually memes don't trigger me. But this one did. We're going to talk about it tonight. I'm going to show you. I hope you stick around. We're going to talk about the media and how they portray racism and prejudice in this country and how the left is propagating this and moving this at a rapid rate in order to divide our country even more. Stick around. It's going to be a good show. See you in a few. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Thank you for watching Don't Unfriend Me. I appreciate it. If you could do me a favor, Percival Flag Company. 
you can get 10%, actually 5% off all wooden flags like the one behind me over my shoulder, percivilleflag.com. They're a local business. It's on the hat right here. And please stop on by. They make beautiful flags and you should definitely go give Jason and Katie a try. Everything's made in the USA. They are veteran endorsed. I'm one of them and they make great product. No, I'm not getting paid for that, but I do believe in small business and I always try to help out and give back when I can. When it comes to the narrative of black versus white, and and yes, we could get into the microcosm of uh, different genders and different skin colors, but let's just focus right now on the black versus white struggle in the United States today. There was a time where I felt that we were moving forward and progressing, that racism was no longer condoned, and although prejudice behavior was still in the ether, it was lessening and it wasn't as obvious. But we've seemed to regress and go backwards, so to speak, which mean the same thing. And it's frustrating to me. Um, I, I'm not going to be the white guy that tries to explain racism in America to any minority. I'm also not going to be the white guy that says, well, it's okay, I have a black friend. I don't think that necessarily gains as much weight and favor as people think it does. But I will tell you this, I've had intimate relationships, whether it be a brother or a sister type figure, best friend, um, shipmate, team member, peer, mentor. And although I will never understand what it feels like to be black in America, I think people can feel and relate to what black people go through more today than they could yesterday. I think there is a connection that was created over the last 25, 30 years where empathy was real. Not sympathy, but empathy, and there's a difference. And listen to the stories of what black youth went through growing up through the civil rights movement, Martin Luther King, the Ku Klux Klan, Jim Crow laws, not so far removed from slavery as it was still in the family and being discussed consistently, to having hope that things were maybe getting better. The interesting thing about all of this is that there's a narrative that it's not getting better, that somehow there is a political party that wants to take us backward. And that's Republicans. I haven't seen this. In fact, from Donald Trump, I saw the umbrella of the Republican Party get bigger. 2022 and the most recent elections, yes, Georgia did not go with Walker, but that's more about him being a bad candidate. African Americans turned out at a rapid clip in Georgia for the midterms and the runoff. A lot for Republicans. So, why this narrative that Republicans are racist? Because there's articles that I can show you right here, just in one search, typing in black Republican vote. And there's over 3,000 some odd articles that all start with race baiting. Republicans don't like black people. Republicans want to suppress and oppress black people through the vote. Republicans don't care about black families. These are all insatiable and incredulous lies. 
The democratic strongholds have had a grip on these inner cities for generations, and nothing's changing anytime soon. So as I go through the scrawl of all the digital ones and zeros and I see this rhetoric continue, it frustrates me. Not because my whiteness is being challenged. It's because my whiteness is being blamed whether I did or did not do any of it. And that is an issue. That somehow just my very existence demonstrates and decrees that white privilege is oppressing people is foolish and crazy. But this is the one thing that made my skin crawl. And it may do the same for you. It may not. But either way, I figured I would try and show it to you. And I'm successful. Never forget that Charlie Brown had Franklin sitting alone on his own side of the table for Thanksgiving. This upset me. Obviously. Why? Well, it's not historically accurate. First of all, it's a birthday party. And Franklin is in the position of honor. He can be seen by everybody at the table equally. There's no other seat in the house that can. This would be called the king's chair. It's a position of honor. It's his birthday, not Thanksgiving. And the story of this has meaning to me. I've always said that when I get goosebumps when I'm speaking, and you can see them on my arm, I'm doing something right. And I've used that guidestone to kind of follow me through when I speak to people in a business setting, or I'm selling an idea in marketing, or I'm doing a podcast, that I follow the goosebumps through the conversation. And you may get them, you may not, but that doesn't really matter. As long as I do, I usually use that as a guide for me to continue going or shifting a gear. The story is pretty simple. You may have heard of it before, but Martin Luther King had been dead for just 11 days. A leader was taken from us. Probably one of the most influential black leaders of any of our times. And you could go back to Frederick Douglass. You can go to Maya Angelou. You can go back to Jackie Robinson or Sidney Poitier. All of these people have had impact. But Martin Luther King was the linchpin of change. Rosa Parks as well. Harriet Glickman is this lady's name. She is a mother of three, and she sat down with her typewriter in Los Angeles, California, on that fateful 11 days after Martin Luther King was assassinated, and she started keystroke after keystroke to formulate a letter, and it read, Dear Mr. Schultz, she wrote, since the death of Martin Luther King, I've been asking myself what I can do to help change those conditions in our society which led to the assassination and which contribute to the vast sea of misunderstanding, hate, fear, and violence. Like most people, she didn't expect a reply. Charles Schultz was an established cartoonist and didn't expect that he would get to his mail. It's not like it's a quick email. It's not like he can send a tweet or a text. Back then, you had to break out pen, ink, and paper and know the address and write back. But either way, 
This began to make its way through the Postal Service into Mr. Schultz. Charles Schultz wrote the Peanuts comic. Some of you remember Snoopy, Charlie Brown, Lucy and the Football, all Charles Schultz creation. And he did write back. And when she asked to instill a African-American or black, or in this case, the verbiage being used, if some find it offensive, I apologize, but I want to be historically accurate, a Negro child, as Mr. Schultz, Schultz said, bringing Franklin into character, into the peanut strip, would create not controversy, not hate or derision, and even though it created all those things, that he didn't want to patronize black families. He didn't want to make a token gesture. He wanted to make it long-lasting, impactful, and especially riveting in his comics. Everything had its place. Glickman offered to talk to black families in her neighborhood and get their opinions on what they would think. And she wrote back again, You'll be pleased to know that I have taken the first step in doing something about presenting a Negro child in the comic strip. Schultz wrote. After she presented this information and told him what the black family said is that they would be very happy to see this, that it wouldn't feel patronizing as long as the character was represented with equal footing as all of the white characters. And let's be honest, the Peanuts comic strip was full of white characters only. The only black that was in it was Lucy's hair and Snoopy's certain parts of his body. Everything else was pretty white bread. But when he says the following, you will be pleased to know that I have taken the first step in doing something about presenting a Negro child in the comic strip during the week of July 29th. Schultz said, I have drawn an episode which I think will please you. She obviously was delighted. And although Franklin didn't become a nuanced character, as some would have liked, it was a monumental first step in breaking the barrier. Everyone read the comic. Everyone loved the comic. And for this nice lady to write a letter and have Schultz only be worried about patronizing people, but in the same context, use the word Negro child, it's a sign of the times. In today's world and in today's society, lies are being told consistently. Articles are not accurate. Disinformation is being shared. A meme like that doesn't tell the story. Just like Aunt Jemima, just like Dr. Seuss, just like all of the cancel culture, just like taking down statues, it gets caught up into the fray. Statues of Abraham Lincoln were told, torn down. Frederick Douglass were torn down. These are not people who oppressed African Americans. In fact, the salvation and the freedom that was fought over, these people had massive influence on. Yet, disparaging remarks and aspersions are being cast on them simply because people want clicks, because people want to create divide. The real truth of this whole thing, and we can learn from this story, is that there's a conundrum here. The left espouses that they want to stop racism, that they want to have equality and equity. The problem is, is that when you continue to bring it up and teach generation after generation that racism is real, that it's inherent, and that it cannot be stopped, 
you create a situation where it's accepted. And the tolerance of it is only beset by the intolerance of the people around it. People are afraid to demonstrate intolerance. They're afraid of being canceled. They're afraid of saying the wrong thing. As I talked about YouTube, this video very well may be shut down because I said that N-word three times, even though it's historically accurate and it portrays the yin and the yang of Schultz's life, doing good, doing something incredibly brave, Glickman doing something incredibly brave, Franklin coming to life in the comic to bring people together. And then 60 years later, people trying to drive a wedge and tear it apart. There's a serious problem here. If we keep telling kids that men are chauvinists, that they can be anything they want as long as they go ahead and choose to and say so, and everyone will be accepting, the truth is, is it's not true. There will always be racism. There will always be prejudiced people. There will always be sexists and homophobes and xenophobes and Islamophobes. There's nothing we can do about that. What we can do is own our circle. And I have this conversation with people incessantly when it comes to development and coaching on how to own the space around you. And simply own everything that falls within the three feet of you. And whether you're bussing tables or you're a lawyer or you're a customer service rep, if it enters your orbit, your responsibility is to take care of it. And that most assuredly also references the phobias and the racist tropes that are being espoused upon all of us. If you hear it, you should stand up against it. Just as if you hear those racist things coming from somebody, you should also stand up against it. Schultz and Glickman must have had a ton of fear doing what they did. A white lady in California, in Los Angeles, asking for a black character in a beloved white comic could cause some problems. And Schultz, most assuredly, could have been removed for adding Franklin to the comic. He wasn't. He was embraced. And although the segregationists from the South and a lot of the anti-black rhetoric and the people responsible for it challenged him, more people stood up and stood against racism. The truth is, is that this isn't true at all. It's a lie. And every day you run across things like this and you consume it. The Amish have an amazing saying, and it's one that I live by. What you take into your hand, you take into your heart. And if I could extend that, what you take through your eye and what you do not challenge, you accept. You own it, and you're sending a message that it's okay to the people around you to continue. And I would challenge you not to. That is how you beat racism. It's how you beat prejudice, sexism, homophobia, and all the other things that are caused by human ignorance with a lack of understanding and way too much emotion. We need to become more aware of the shadow we cast and also the presence of the three feet around us. Folks, thank you so much for watching. I do appreciate it. My name is Matthew Spear. I'm the host of Don't Unfriend Me and Breaking Truth. Please do me a favor. Give me a follow on YouTube. Give me a share and a like. Anything will help. We're trying to boost that channel. And now you can find me across the internet at The Dumb Show. Simple. At The D-U-M Show. All my social media handles are all the same now. And it's about time that that took place. I go out like I always do with the Veteran Crisis Hotline. 
1-800-273-8255. Press 1. 22 veterans commit suicide a day. It's way too many. You can help by having a conversation. It starts simply and easily with you recommending this phone number to a veteran. If you recognize traumatic brain injury, anxiety, depression, PTS, provide this number to a veteran. Over 25 commit suicide during the holidays a day. It is way too many. We're losing a generation of heroes. Please give them this number. You can also, I'm happy to say, go ahead and type 988, very similar to an emergency number, and enter, and you'll be connected free of charge. You don't have to be a military veteran. It's 100% anonymous. If you're a civilian, you may call also, and that is a good thing. Folks, thanks for watching. I'm going to be live on my good friend Ryan's show tonight. Stop on by for a new show Monday through Friday and also a live show Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 8.30. And stop by the Don't Unfriend Me store to pick up cool shirts and swag at don'tunfriendme.com. Thanks so much for watching, and I will see you in the funny papers.